0: Hey, everyone, welcome to episode two of Daniel Banda Talks. Today's episode is going to go a little different than some of you might have expected. So I figured that before I would go deeper into topics that I'd like to talk about or things that I want to share with you guys, I figured that it might be smart to give you guys an idea of who I actually am in case you guys found me on some audio platform um podcast platform where you guys might have never actually heard of me before and ask yourself who is this Daniel Bam that guy and you might have checked out my Instagram But even that at this point doesn't really, you know, portray the beginnings of Daniel Bamdat. And so I thought that this might be a good way for you guys to get to know me better and building a foundation for the things that I want to address after you guys getting to know me. And so... This probably ends up being a more like a little fictional book, uh, like a little tale. Um, I wish I would have some cool graphics with that, but I guess the podcast alone will do for now. And so I'm actually going to start from the very beginning because I think that it's important to know who... I am speaking to and so I guess it's as important for people that listen to me knowing who they are listening to and so hello my name is Daniel (laughs) Bamdad, and um, I was born originally in Hamburg Germany my mother is German originally German and my dad is originally from Afghanistan And so my dad came over to Germany when he was around 20 years old. He met my mom. They got married. I have an older sister. And then I came to this world on March 4th, 1990 at 3.28 p.m. This is how exact I know that. And so... I think more importantly than just the career that I had it's the life that I had which made me the person that I am today and so I'm going to share a couple of details from my childhood and so I was born with an Afghan dad a German mother and I grew up in Hamburg Horn which is um an area it's a Area, it's an area in, in Hamburg that isn't necessarily super shiny or super glamorous. There's a lot of troubled kids that grew up in that area and um, a lot of trouble in schools that you could get into. And so growing up there, being a more of an emotional child, more of like the creative child and not necessarily a big fighter or anything like that um, was definitely one of the first aspects in my life that formed me into the person that I am today. And so I went to a school, normal public elementary school, and um, went through there for the first first four years of my life. Um, The school realized quickly that um, I kind of was bored there because I just it was how they called it um being too easy for me, so I got bored. They wanted me to um to jump from second grade to fourth grade um but me being a kid, I was like, nah, I wanna stay with my friends, and so I decided, even though I didn't really have that many friends, but the one or two that I had. I decided to stay with them. And so I went to school kind of, um, you know, always felt very lonely, very um, misunderstood, didn't really understand what other kids were so hyped about and stuff, but didn't necessarily feel too bad about it either. And so after that, I went on to second school, which my parents tried to, Get me to a good school, you know, a public school, but uh, like a a school where there's more fortunate people, um, which turned out to be horrible, because I just felt that I was totally misplaced there. And um, it was tough, you know, looking at kids going here and there, affording these clothes and that and not being able to do the same. And so never really felt in place there either however i went through i discovered dancing so i spent a lot of my teenage years like young kid years and teenage years as a dancer first as a as a b boy break dancer and then moved on to hip hop and so that was kind of my getaway i would just take dance classes um have more friends there than in school and that would be a good way for me to build my creativity and just you know be somewhere where I'm happy and so after that of really diving into the whole dancing and and becoming a, a choreographer and even teaching some dance classes at one point I had to realize that I was just not happy at that school. Um, it turned out to a year where I literally had, I believe, 116 missing days. I would leave in the morning saying bye to my mom. And then instead of going to school, I would just go to the center of the city, taking taking long walks, waiting for my mom to go to work, to then go back home because I just felt so out of place in school and I hated it. And I, um, I had to deal with a lot of bullying. And so it was something for me, that was a very, very tough and, and rough chapter of my life. And so finally convinced my mom, at that point, my parents were divorced, finally convinced my mom that I need to change school. And so change to a school that was not the complete opposite, but definitely a different experience. There were tons of different nations in the same school. So you had like people from, with parents from all over the world. And it just felt like less about, you know, the the the, the bougie kids and, and less of like you having to prove something because of how much, money your parents make or anything like that and so that definitely helped a little even though I still never really felt like school was something for me I always felt like there's more to life than school which you know doesn't mean I'm not promoting anything like oh you know don't don't go to school or don't focus on 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 your career in school but more so I'm sharing my personal opinion, which I never really felt like this was going to be something for me. Just because I always had a clear vision I did not want to go to university after, it just didn't make sense for me. I didn't enjoy school, so I said to myself, why would I go to school for 13 years to then go back to basically school? Because I always looked at university like going to school or university, college, I'm actually not sure how you call that in in American English, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. And so I knew I wanna be somewhere in a creative field and that's why my heart just wasn't really with going to school. However, I kinda pushed through, got through the 10th grade, um, And after that, at that point, I was like super deep into dancing. I loved it. It was a major part of my life. And so after that, I decided, okay, I'm going to try and do my A-level just because I didn't really have a, a next step yet. And my mom really being like the most wonderful mom I could have ever wished for said, Daniel, it's fine if you don't want to do your a level but you need to do something and if you don't find anything else then after the summer break you will go and you continue 11th 12th and then 13th grade that's when you do your a level in germany in the german so- school system and so summer break was over didn't find anything the the Principal called my mom, said, hey, you know, Daniel should really come to school. Like, he's a he's an intelligent boy. It should be super easy for him to do his A-level and um, graduate. And so I went back to school, but quickly I realized, man, I've seen all these kids, you know, affording certain things and... I wanted to afford my own things. And so my mom being, you know, at this point on her own, um, I said, okay, I need to find a job. So I was in 11th grade. I was dancing in classes and stuff like this and then decided to find a little side job. And so I started working in retail. Had an amazing store manager. We'll never forget him. He was such a cool guy, super... Chilled and easy. It was a small clothing store that doesn't even exist anymore nowadays. But I had, you know, my little routine. I would go to school and I would go to take dance classes and then I would also go to work. Now, that worked out for a couple of months until I realized, man, earning money feels good. Dancing feels good. School Nah, doesn't really feel that good anymore. Never feel that good, but now less than ever cuz I can work and I can make more money. And so, I talked to my store manager and I asked him, "Hey, listen. Like, do you have a position where I can maybe work more hours a week? Because I'm really thinking about dropping out of school. I did my my 10th grade, like I I um graduated from there and i don't necessarily have to go on because i never plan on going to to college and so um maybe that's that's just my chance now of making good you know for that age good money and having the possibility of then proceed and go more into the whole dancing world and so talked to my store manager he said yeah definitely like because I've always been, I've always been a person that if I like something and if my heart is in it, I'll I'll commit to it, you know, and I'll do my best to, to do the best job possible that I can. And so he was like, "Yeah, I love the way you work. Um, definitely, I have a position. If you want to work more, you can work more." And so I went to my mom. I said, "Listen, mom, you know I can make more money now, and I actually feel comfortable doing it." way more comfortable than still spending time in school because I just don't feel like this is where I belong. And my mom being my mom said, that's fine with me. If you make your money, if you work in a proper job, um, you can go your way and, and, and figure it out. And so I left school. I quit school and I started working making, I believe, 1,200 euros a month, uh, which is nowadays, uh, what is it? Maybe $1,400. If you exchange it, roundabout currency exchange, probably, yeah. Um, And so I started working there and worked on the side still as a dance teacher and sometimes, you know, as a little background dancer and stuff like that. And so that's when my chapter of working in retail retail sorry working in retail really started and so first i worked at that small shop then they went bankrupt which wasn't very surprising cuz they didn't do very well and so i left there um moved on to work for another company that a lot of you guys know which is urban outfitters and so I was working at Urban Outfitters part-time and doing the dancing. And so one day I came to work and this guy keeps looking at me and I'm like, hmm, weird. And I walk in the back and um I drop off my coat and you know, get ready for work. And I see that in in you know the 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 back room where all the employees are and stuff there was a makeup artist and there was a hairstylist and a stylist and basically what they were doing is they were preparing um the, a model a female model for a shoot which you know sometimes you might have seen it in in certain fashion magazines or stuff there's this like girl in a look on like the street and there's a picture of her and next to it it's you know T-shirt available at Urban Outfitters for 19 dollars And then, I don't know, jeans available at, and so on and so on. And so it was that kind of shoot. And I said, okay, cool, that's fine. You know, let them do their thing. I'm gonna go on the floor and start working. And so I went on the floor and that's when that guy that kept looking at me came up to me. And it actually was the photographer, for that day and so he said hey hello he introduced himself his name was Ben Lamberti shout out to Ben again for finding me pretty much and so he asked me and he said hey have you ever thought about modeling and so keep in mind at that point I spent a lot of the money that I made at at my first retail job on tattoos already I had a shaved head and a tattoo on the back of my head tattoo on my neck tattoos on my hand and a tattoo that said this is art over my eyebrow and so it wasn't really what I ever thought what I ever thought I would do you know like I wasn't I wasn't even aware that being a male model is something where you can earn money and on top I've never been such a self-conscious person where not self-conscious i'm sorry self-confident person where i thought oh yeah you're really cool looking man you're a good looking dude maybe you can become a model and so i told him uh, the very honest truth which was no not really never thought about becoming a model um but yeah tell me more and so he said listen you know we're shooting today and if you'd like I'd like to take a couple of pictures of you and maybe you and the girl together and just see what happens with it. And I said, you know what? I could either work the floor right now or I could get a couple pictures taken and like that, save 30 to 40 minutes of work time just doing easy pictures. I said, you know what? That's cool. Let me ask my store manager. And so my store manager said, yeah. That's cool, do it, no problem. So the photographer said, just pick something out. You know, you work here, you know what they got. I'm sure you're gonna find a cool look. And I've always been very, you know, into fashion and into dressing myself the way that I like to dress. And so I I chose a couple of pieces, put them on, went outside onto the street where they were shooting. And somehow it just felt natural to me because I've been a dancer for my whole, you know, teenage years and stuff. So I didn't have a problem with standing on stage, things like that. And so took a couple of pictures, exchanged contact details with the photographer. And he said, listen, I can't promise you anything, but I'll keep you updated. And so for me, that situation was done. You know, I was fine. I kept on working, I did my thing. And about two, two three days later um, I received a call and when I received that call, it was the photographer and he said, hey man, so I got some bad news and I got some good news. Now, the bad news is the magazine didn't take the pictures with you and her together. So I'm sorry, these pictures are not going to be published in a magazine. But the good news is I have this agent who really likes your look and he would like to meet with you in person and maybe sign you as a model. And I said, that's pretty cool. Let's try it out. Let's see. And so one day after work, I went to see this agent. Mind you, at that point, I still had no idea. You know, I didn't know like... I never researched, okay, how to be a model or anything like that, you know? I didn't know anything about crazy designer wear because I never had the money to um, afford uh, super expensive designer wear. And so I just went there not knowing anything. And so he was a very, very uh, nice guy, super chilled, uh, funny looking dude, And he said, okay, let's take some Polaroids. They call it Polaroids, which basically at that point wasn't a Polaroid uh, camera anymore. It was a digital camera. But you take the official model Polaroids, which are very different than people might expect them to be. Um, You are just very clean looking in front of a white wall and you take a portrait, an American portrait, which cuts by like the end of your upper body. Take a full body picture, both profiles and then one in your underwear or topless, which is a normal part of being a model. And so I took these pictures and um, didn't really think anything of that either and said, okay, cool, I'm gonna wait. What happens? And he's like, yeah, I'll keep you updated. And so I went back to work. At that point, I wasn't really motivated about urban outfitters anymore, you know, like my my range of how motivated I was for these things, it, w- it didn't go on for long because I knew there was something bigger for me. I knew that my, my future wasn't being a store manager or anything like that. And so I guess Urban Outfitters realized that too and they kicked me out. <laughs> they fired me and I said, okay, cool, no worries, I'm gonna find something else. And so I went on and I actually got a job at a Levi's jean store. So I started working at Levi's Jeans. Now the problem was that at that point, you know, I was smoking a ton of weed. I was smoking a ton of weed and I was just not motivated to go to work. I I I just was so high all the time smoking weed that like I would get up in the morning and it was it it, it was just tough for me to get myself together to go to work and I still did it I still did it I was like okay whatever like get through with this get through with this at this point I didn't even think about that that agent anymore that signed me and it was a it was a very confusing time for me you know like I I basically went to work to just get off the clock to then get high again and smoke weed and so I didn't really know how to balance it out um i didn't really have control over it at that point the 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 weed took control over me, and so I went to work worked there for about five or six weeks at the levi's gene store and The problem in Germany is if you start in the middle of the month to work somewhere, you basically work for the rest of the month, which is two weeks. And then you work for the whole month after that, which is four weeks, and then you get your first paycheck. Because in Germany, it's a bit different. You get paid once a month, not every week or biweekly. You get paid once a month. And so when I started working at the Levi's jean store, it was in the middle of the month. And so I wouldn't see any money for the next six weeks. Now, I pushed through and I tried to get through this whole part and... At what I would, I would probably say at week number five, I was on the floor at the Levi's Jeans store, once again, not really being motivated by pushing through and I feel my my cell phone in my pocket and I feel it vibrating and it keeps vibrating. And I'm like, man, this is a lot of calls I'm receiving here right now. And so I talked to my manager and I'm like, hey, you know, it was about 6 p.m. in the afternoon. I said, hey, listen, my, my, my pocket keeps vibrating and I'm pretty sure that this is an important call because it just doesn't stop. So is it okay for you if I step out real quick and I answer this phone call? And she's like, yeah, that's fine, no worries. So I step out. I take my phone out of my pocket and I see it's that agent that signed me. And so I answer the phone and I'm in the middle of the street in front of that Levi's jean store in Hamburg. And answering the phone call, I hear my model agent at that point saying, you are flying to Milan tomorrow you are booked for your first big campaign. Out of nowhere, just like that, my life changed and was about to be changed forever in a way that I could have never imagined. And so that was the very beginning of a lot of experiences that are entirely priceless to me. And it was also a very, very big lesson for me, which proved me that if I keep pushing through these confusing bad times, there is a reward at the end of this darkness. And so first thing I did was calling my mom, you know, I told her, mom, I got booked for a campaign in Milan, in Italy. I'm flying to Milan tomorrow morning, please help me. I need to get organized and everything. And keep in mind, and that was the tricky part, I didn't earn no money at that point because I had to wait still for that paycheck. So I didn't have no money. So I decided out of the blue, I went back into the store. After I called my mom, I asked my manager, I said, listen, this thing actually worked out. I'm booked for a campaign, but I have to leave tomorrow morning. And I'll probably be gone for a week. Can you guys give me this week off? And she was quite understanding. She said, yeah, that's okay. We can give you five days and you can make this work. And so it happened. Somehow it looked like this is going to be the next step of my life. Flying to this shoot in Milan, at, in Milan Italy tomorrow morning. And so... I finished work, I went to see my mom, I got prepared for the next day and then kind of still didn't realize what was about to happen to me, what was about to happen to my life. And so the day that officially my modeling career started, a lot of things changed and a lot of fun and confusing and crazy stories happen and so, To get deeper into that, you will have to tune in to episode number three of Daniel Bum That Talks. So I hope that until now you got a bit of a better idea who I am, how my life looked in the first, you know, 18, 19 years of my life. And I will be back to get you guys a deeper look into what happened after that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed that little detour of my personal growing up. And so I will be back with you guys for episode three and the first steps of me becoming what is today known as the model that brought tattoos and heavily tattooed looks into the fashion world. Thank you so much guys for listening. Have a wonderful day and night and I'll talk to you guys soon.